friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In Season 2, Episode 5, Sasha talks about the likability trap. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hi, friends. It's Sasha. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. On today's show, it's the last episode of this burnout series that I decided to do as I've been coaching a lot of people in my classes online who at the end of the year seem to just kind of feel a little hopeless and burned out. And it can be something minor. Um, maybe it's a project that's overwhelming them, or it can just be a really toxic work environment. And that's a bigger deal. And I often coach people through those times of change and times of challenge where they can always have a choice. You always have a choice and you can move on to better things, bigger things, or healthier things. And everything always comes at a cost, but I just want to, if you're listening and you're like, man, I'm burned out today and and what I'm going to talk about resonates. I just want to give you hope. Number one, there's always hope. You always have a choice in any job situation, in any work or life situation, there's always choices. And sometimes I think we make bad choices or we find ourselves in bad situations because we actually think that we don't have any choices. And They're not easy choices, but they're there. So I want to encourage you today as we talk about burnout in this last episode, if you haven't listened to the previous three episodes, please tune in because there may be something there on setting work boundaries, how to leave a job, um, how to find joy in a difficult job that may apply to you. And oftentimes what also applies to our jobs, applies to relationships. Sometimes we have a toxic relationship and we don't even recognize it until we may see something in our job or something or hear someone talk about another, you know, experience they've had and it triggers the fact that, oh, maybe I'm not in such a healthy relationship. So there may be something for you in there as well. I'm really excited. If you are someone who listens to me, you know that I've been writing a book for the last couple years and the book is called Between Grit and Grace. And it's about the art of being feminine and formidable. And it's coming out in February, 2020. You can go on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and buy the book pre-sale right now. We're going to be having a journal club or a book club based on the book. And if you sign up to be in my book club, you get the first two chapters free. So make sure that you subscribe to my mailing list at becomebraveenough.com because we're going to have information on that coming out in the next six weeks. And I don't want you to miss it. I would love to add you to our book club group online. It's going to be super fun. You're going to get, you know, inside scoop for me why I wrote what I wrote um, and share some fun stories about the book. And I would love for you to be part of that. So check that out on becomebraveenough.com. So in today's last episode, I really want to talk about something that mostly applies to women, but I think it applies to probably men as well in the workplace. And that's this concept of what I write about in the book called the likability trap. And if you think about the times in your life that you've had a lot of angst or maybe a difficult decision, or maybe something is really weighing on you and you've wrestled with it, kind of that internal moral dilemma, it probably came down to an opportunity or a person or something that you were either going to have to change or disappoint or remove from yourself from or remove something from your life. And I bet you money 
a part of the angst of this, whatever struggle or obstruction there was, was the fact that you wanted to be liked. And I often hear people say, well, I don't really care what other people think about me. And I just smile and and nod because typically that means that you're a narcissist (laughs) or you probably are very insecure because most human beings are hardwired. Our brains are hardwired to be liked. We like other people to like us. And we are concerned for the well being of others. And because we are concerned for the well being of others, we want positive affirmation that others give us that tells us that we're being kind to those people or they like us. If you find yourself in a situation where you're like constantly um, causing drama or, or, you know, nobody likes you, or, you know, I hear people say that, well, nobody likes me. Well, this person, I did this and this, and then, and I try but nobody likes me. It, it may be that you have some narcissistic tendencies and, and I'm just being really very honest with you. Um, most people want to be liked truly down deeply. If they are vulnerable, they want to be liked. that's a normal human behavior. So I hear a lot of times people kind of putting out this, you know, well, strong women don't care what other women think, but I'm going to push back a little bit about that because I think if you're a decent human being, you actually do care about other people and you do care that they like you because that's just a normal behavior. And it's a normal feeling that we all have to want to be liked. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is that especially for women in the workplace, being liked means something very different than being liked or being respected in the workplace as a man, because men can be respected and not liked very easily. It is much more difficult for women to be respected if they're not liked in the workplace. And that is where the rub is. And it's because our ideas and our biases of what a good leader looks like has been centered and built around a male persona, someone who is strong, someone who is a leader, someone who is um, unaffected by the environment around them, you know, someone with a clear vision, someone that can make quick decisions. Um, And it's very much a masculine kind of paradigm that has been built. So when a woman comes in and maybe has some of those attributes or even has very similar attributes as than a man, we don't like her. We don't like her because we're not used to women being that agentic in the workplace. And we all of a sudden kind of clam up and go, wait a minute, that woman's kind of rubbing me the wrong way. The way she's leading this meeting isn't really quite what I expect from a woman. So I don't like it. I don't like her. Or wait a minute, the way that woman just took charge of this committee or this decision, um, I, I, I'm not used to that. I'm used to women being more collaborative and, and I'm used to women listening and, and, and I'm not used to a woman leader, so I don't like her. Okay. So this is very, very common. And then we also have societal pressures on women in the workplace. So, you know, I may be walking to the coffee cart and I may see a woman that I know. And I'm going to use my friend Tara because she's my work bestie and she'll think it's funny because she won't get her feelings hurt. Because if I use some other random name, someone will think it's them. And maybe I see Tara and maybe Tara is having a super stressful day. She 
may be taking care of a patient that is not doing well, or she has a big case coming up that she's thinking about, or maybe she just got some feedback about a trainee or something that she's concerned about. And so she is in her own world. And I see Tara and Tara doesn't smile at me and Tara doesn't look at me and Tara keeps her head down. And I know that maybe she kind of glanced my way, but she didn't have like this positive interaction with me. And so all of a sudden I don't like Tara. I've told myself a story about Tara. Oh, Tara is not a very friendly woman. And this is what we do. And and unfortunately, it affects us. It affects us at the end of the day when we feel like we're not liked. And sometimes we people have created stories about us that they don't maybe like us for a reason. We don't even know why they don't like us. Maybe they've heard in wrong information or maybe they caught us on a bad day or maybe they saw some poor behavior that we had, you know, offstage behavior that they that has in their mind now defined us for whatever reason. Because let me tell you, we all have bad offstage behavior. If you're listening and you think, well, that's not me. Um, yes, everyone slips up. Everyone, you know, talks um, poorly sometimes about other people or acts and makes bad decisions. And so we have to, we require as humans, a lot of grace. And we, but oftentimes we just make very quick assessments based on what somebody tweeted or how they treated us at a coffee cart or how they didn't invite us to something at a meeting. And we make assumptions about them and especially women. We are not often liked in the workplace because of our leadership skills or because of our decision-making or because of whatever it is. And then you also have, that's called leadership backlash. You also have this other element of likability that's called social backlash, And this is really what I want to get into. And it's really complex. You can read a lot about it. I read a lot about it. I write a lot about it in Between Grit and Grace. There are women that are quiet and maybe have more introverted personalities, or maybe their leadership styles are very different. These are the team um, leaders. These are women who are collaborative. These are women who are behind, more behind the scenes. They're, you know, very, very uh, hardworking and supportive and very good at their job and maybe experts in specific areas. And everyone knows that, but they kind of lead from behind because of their personalities. And they are seen as likable And people like them, but guess what they don't get? They don't get leadership positions because people think, well, they can't lead. They're too likable. Do you see? So what happens is women are put in the super narrow margin and you got to be liked, but you can't be too nice because then you can't lead. Well, you got to lead, but you can't be too strong because then you're not liked. And it's this trap. And we find ourselves in this all the time. And guess what? We don't want to be there. (laughs) We don't want to be there. We didn't ask to be there. And most women who have careers, you know, are went off to undergraduate school or learned a craft or whatever they did with ambition and thought, you know, hey, I live in the United States of America. I can do whatever a man can do and I can get whatever job and I get can get education. And we're so blessed in our country to have so many freedoms and, and access to things that a lot of women in other countries do not have. But but the problem is that we have to live to succeed, we have to be in this very narrow gap. And it's very strongly felt the more we advance. I mean, that's just the truth of it. And what happens is we start to become and lead in ways that feel very inauthentic. And then when we try to lead as our authentic self, maybe that's a more quiet leader, or maybe that's a more loud leader or a stronger woman, we get pushback. We either get the social backlash or we get the leadership backlash. And we feel constantly frustrated because the cues that come to us are, you are not liked. 
And you must, or you must choose. You must either choose to be liked or to be a leader, or you must choose to have success or to be liked. Who wants to choose? Like who chooses that? And I hear this all the time. I hear, you know, from my male colleagues, like, well, why don't women want to be in lead in this position or that position? And I think, do you know what it would cost her? <laughs> like, do you have any idea what it would cost that woman to be in that position? It would cost her a lot. And it would cost her her authenticity often. So you're probably listening and you're like, geez, Sash, that's really awesome and wonderful. Like, thank you so much for this really depressing episode of the Brave Enough Show. Well, I have to set that up because it's the truth and I don't want to sugarcoat it. But I also want to give you some tips. And... Some of the things that I'm going to talk about and going to encourage you to do are, you know, from books and from the literature and from things I've read. Some of them are my own opinion. And I'm going to be really honest about that. And, you know, this is the thing. I get to have an opinion (laughs) because um, I am a woman and I am a leader and I've been through it. And I've been in my profession, you know, for 15 years now. And I can tell you that the more I strive to lead and succeed, the more backlash I get. And I often had this idea in my mind when I was younger that if I could just succeed to a certain level or a certain degree, that I would suddenly be free of all the, you know, bias and backlash and expectations that I was, that were placed on me or that I couldn't fulfill by those around me. But the opposite is true. So why do I do it? Why do I still want to leave and lead? And how do I find joy in this time period where I am advancing and I'm getting uh, backlash. And how do you do that in your own life? Well, the way that I find that you do it is by accepting that margin, that that margin, you're going to push against it and you're going to widen the margin that in order to be authentic, which is the number one thing that causes, that brings not success, but peace in your life. Okay. This is a key difference. If, if success to you is, you know, being a CEO or being a Dean or being a vice president or president of your company or whatever it is, if that's success to you, that's going to come at a price as a woman with your authenticity, unless you make the decision that you are going to be authentic first. And I have read so many books that say, women do this, don't do this, lean in, but not too far. Um, Nice. Don't be nice because nice girls don't get the corner office. (laughs) Like there's so many books out there that tell you how to be. And I'm here to tell you that there's one you. There is one unique you. And until women uniquely express and lead in a way that is authentic to them, that those around have never seen before and make it okay to do that, the rest of us will not be able to be our authentic self. So I am very, very clear in my ascent to leadership that I'm going to lead as me. Am I going to accept feedback and get, become a better leader? Absolutely. Am I going to know where my blind spots are and be open to feedback? Absolutely. But am I going to change and become this very narrow margin to be liked? No way. Because peace is what is more important to me. And peace is tied to authenticity. Peace is tied to being who God made you to be, in my opinion. And I think that the only way that we can 
accept and widen the margin is to have lots of women leaders who lead in very different ways with different personalities and different styles and different um, attributes. And those attributes are going to widen the gap. And here's the thing. If you're not authentic, you're going to be judged. You're going to be judged really harshly, even when you try to live in that margin. You can read every self-help leadership woman book on the planet telling you how to live a successful life as a woman, and you will feel like you have personality whiplash, and you will still, you will still be judged. So here's the thing. Why not lead as authentically and as close to your true personality as you are with the characteristics and the gifts and the talents that you have, that you've curated? Because you're going to receive feedback and backlash either way. And I know that, like, I know that when I go into meetings where I'm one of the few women around the table, or I go into a meeting that everyone around the table is 10 years older than me and a man, I'm going to be judged for my opinions and what I state and how I, I, and how uh, opinionated and how strong my voice is. It's going to be judged harder. Is it fair? No. But guess what? I'm also going to be judged if I say nothing. So I'm going to, I'm going to have judgment either way, but I'm going to have peace in being me. And I'm going to open and widen the gap door in the margin for other women to live, live and lead authentically. And that to me is what brave enough is. That's why I wrote my book about between grit and grace. And that's the whole premise of the book is that it's okay to be both of those things. It's okay to have grit and to have grace. It's okay to be a leader that makes a quick decision and says, you know what? I'm taking charge of this. And this is the decision and stands by that in the face of adversaries. That's okay. It's also okay for that to be that same woman that reaches out to a colleague that's hurt or apologizes and owns her mistakes. That's what being authentic to me is. And that's what being successful is. So I just wanted to clarify that because I wanted to set the stage for this likability trap, because the more you design and drive your actions based on being liked, you are handing over your power to the entire culture or environment that you work with. And, or that you live in because, and you're, and you're chasing it because what the, the group mentality is one day can change the next day. The whole essence of the group and the mentality and the culture can change. So if you're constantly chasing this ability that like somebody's just going to like me enough and then I'll be in, it will never happen. And it's really easy for women, I think, to be discouraged when we see people achieving things or people getting promoted based on, uh, or, or us getting overlooked when we have, um, a lot of strengths, um, a lot of objective data that says that we deserve X job or this job and we face discrimination and and bias. And then on top of that, we're not liked that can weigh women down. And I know that's been me. There's been times where I've been passed over for a job and I look at the, 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 you know, CV of the person that's getting the job. And I'm thinking, this is like crazy (laughs) that I, that I'm not getting this job. Um, and I often think it's really easy for me to think like, Oh, if I could just be more liked, maybe I would have got the job if people liked me enough. I've stopped thinking that because the truth is that as a woman and as a leader, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to just be liked like other people like men are liked, um, for being, having the same characteristics and that's data driven. 
And once I accept that, why not be authentically myself and break through and hope to lead someday as me and widen the gap of what a woman leader looks like, because that's what we want to do. And here's the thing. If we really want to widen the gap, we have to help other women and give each other women grace. So when someone is a woman is leading in a way I wouldn't lead, instead of me thinking, I don't like her, I, I now think that's really, that's, that's, that's really brave. I've changed my thought model around other women who don't lead exactly like I do. I, I wouldn't lead like that, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. And I really try hard to support other women as different of a style of leadership as, as maybe I would do as possible because that opens up the margin. So if you're listening today and you've been discouraged in the past because you have felt like people don't like you in the workplace due to maybe a strong personality or maybe a quiet personality and you've been passed over for leadership positions, keep your chin up because the time is now. I really think that the state of our world needs women leaders. We need women who are ethical leaders, who are willing to step in the gap. And, it, and we can only be strengthened in our companies, in our cultures, in our communities if we have women in leadership position is, is my feeling. So I hope that I have encouraged you today to be the leader that is unique, that only you can be because there's only one of you. How cool is that? And as always, you live brave. This has been an HSG production.